Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was just trying to think of a joke using the term blowout. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 261 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's win over North Dakota and look ahead to Georgia Southern. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is, reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Hi, everyone. I would like to uh, issue a formal apology. Last week, I said that Fighting Hawks was a way cooler mascot than North Dakota State's Bison. Um failing to remember the fact that we are sponsored by central nebraska buffalo Mm. um buffalo are cool i am learning i am growing i am still in process and i appreciate uh you respecting my privacy at this time as i may withdraw from twitter for um a couple of hours yeah that's why you sleep yeah yeah thank you for that mea culpa anyway Hey, we won a football game. We did. First one in seven games. I kind of forgot it had been so long. Me too. Until it, until it happened. And then started thinking back and it's like, let's uh, let's soak this up. <laughs> Unfortunately, these don't happen as much as they used to. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to win. Mm-hmm. Especially, it was especially fun right there at the end when you actually finally, you realized we were going to win. Yeah. Like once things kind of settled in, and um, when we got the ball back with a couple minutes to go, I was still like, I want this extra score. I mm. I want it to be thirty eight. Let's not stop at thirty one. <laughs> I want to get there. <laughs> and we did. And we did. How uh, how what what does this game mean to you, Mike? Like, how do you think about it as you try to look ahead? Do you look at this game and? focus on how much we struggled or do you focus on the improvement or how do you grapple with all this? Yeah, I think it's hard to place this in the context of the season as a whole yet. Hmm. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I saw growth this weekend Um, and something that I appreciate, which we have not seen very much uh, in recent years is our team made adjustments and looked better in the second half than the first half. And they looked better in the second half of the second half. Right. Than the first half of the second half. Yep. Also known as the third and fourth quarters. And they found something that was working for them, and they kept doing it until it stopped working for them. (laughs) And it didn't really stop working for them. They just kept giving the ball to Grant, and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I think there was one drive where I even turned. Uh, I, I was at the game uh, with my buddy Cody, and I even turned to him at some point. I was like, I think they've handed the ball off to Grant on every single play of this drive so far. And it was like well within the red zone at that point, you know. So, yeah, fun game. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, people were really down at the half. Yeah. Yeah, really. Like the stadium was quiet, and I just wasn't, I wasn't wor- as worried as I feel like some people were. I think people, and I talked a little bit about this on Twitter last week with everybody wearing those. We almost always almost win shirts. Mm-hmm. I I think that there is a little bit of a cynical, and maybe it's warranted, but like a losing culture that is just bubbling just beneath mm. the surface for a lot yeah. of people and that's dangerous and i think when they tied it up right before the half i think a lot of people were like oh well, here we go again and i just like watching the play on the field i was like i wasn't as worried as maybe i should have been more worried but i think the final score kind of reflects that we, we got it figured out it was all right <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think yeah i don't think you can leave all the concerns of the first half and first half of the third quarter uh, alone, I think you have to keep track of those, but I am very encouraged that we leaned into what was working, mm-hmm. which was the run game. And I, I tweeted last week, and I've, I keep saying it to people, The uh, old I've mentioned it on the show before, the old Greg Easterbrook maxim, it's better to have run and lost than never to have run at all. <laughs> um, you know, it's better to, to take some, to give some pounding to the other team to run some clock, to get those reps, to to get uh, those plays in front of the opponents, that just it just does it works for you. It does mm-hmm. it produces dividends downstream, um, and especially when the other team had the ball for so long. You know, it's better to run and let the clock run a little bit instead of throwing three quick incompletions and giving it right back to your tired defense. Yeah. I think I just lost my train of thought. Oh, so yeah, we were running and it worked and we kept doing it. And then all of a sudden it was working really well. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not an amazing team. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to play lots better, but I don't feel like we've seen that happen in games that we've been very competitive in. We usually, you know, disappear in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We did last week. You know, if we'd, if we'd stuck with the, that run approach, who knows what happens last week. So, um, you know, for that reason, I'm thrilled with how things ended. But there's uh, this defense is not as as great. As, mm-hmm. I mean, it, maybe it could be, but it's not right now. Yeah. And that's kind of what Frost said about the team as a whole. Like, we could be great, but we're not there now. Well, they, they got to be great in two weeks. So get it figured out, guys. <laughs> you have 14 days. 13. I hope, I hope we can stop scheduling meaningful game one games because wouldn't it have been cool if this was game one yeah Mm. you know illinois last year we were supposed to be was it last year when we were supposed to be playing illinois overseas yep um there's just been tough matchups on game one let's get back to cupcakes for game one i I want that (laughs) not that north dakota was a cupcake i mean they're easier to play than well, oh, here's another con- uh, contextual contextual comment: is at least we handled our Dakota better, Iowa. <laughs> right. Oh man, I'm looking at next year. Uh, let's see. I guess we probably don't have everything scheduled yet. Yeah. I uh, probably do. Well, it's got uh, September 9th at Colorado. 
but that's that's going to be week two. So, I don't know. Okay, no, I'm curious. Are you on Huskers.com? Yeah, looking at 2023 football schedule. And on Huskers.com, all that's listed is September 9th at Colorado, September 16th versus Northern Illinois, and September 23rd versus Louisiana Tech. Yeah, you'd like to see those in the opposite order. All right. I wonder uh, I wonder if this is because of adding UCLA and USC that Maybe everything's mixed up, yeah. 2024 they have to or 2023. I thought it was until 2024. Well, whatever. It's not mm-hmm. up here. I'm looking at it too. Yeah. So, hopefully we can get somebody there on September 2nd. <laughs> somebody easy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not, you know, a division foe. So, back to your comment about people being really unhappy i walked around a bunch during halftime and even into the third quarter and i talked to a guy by the gate at halftime and i said have there been a lot of people leaving he was like oh yeah Hmm. way more than normal so people people kind of give up yeah that's sad it's it's when you walk out on a game any game you have the opportunity or rather, that you you are taking the risk of missing something, and I always come back to this: missing something like the Wester catch. You know that, what? I was that's why I was just talking with a friend uh, right before we got on this call uh, about the game, and he said they never leave early. But there was one time when they had to leave early so that his wife could nurse, mm. and they missed the Wester catch. <laughs> that's too bad. That stinks. I uh, I specifically remember, and I, I'm sure I've told this story before, but. My brother turned to me at the end of that game, and he apologized to me because he took me to that game for my birthday. Mm. So, so he's like, "Sorry, man. I wish I could have got you a better birthday present." Mm-hmm. Little did he know, he gave me the most memorable moment I've ever had in Memorial Stadium because we were there in I think what was it the, the north end zone when that catch was where that catch was made. Everything's fuzzy. Was it it south? south. Okay, well, we were in the south end zone. I have two friends, and they have tickets uh, in the north end zone and the south end zone, and sometimes I get mixed up as to, what game was that? Who did I get those tickets from? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, something happened right in front of us, and there were people leaving, and me and my brother are like, you can't leave. you got to stay to the end. Stick to the end. So was there something that you're most concerned about or like what moving forward what are you most nervous about here oh easily the defense i i mean you just hit the nail on the head um the fact that they were able to move the ball at all on us is concerning so um yeah um in a game that we should have handled for lack of a better word handily um <laughs> It just makes me think, like, man, that it's it's a very common common story for Nebraska to stuff them three times, you know, two or three times in a row, and then either they go for it on fourth, or it's like third and nine, and somehow they get like a seventeen yard pass against us. Like that's just what has happened a lot, but it shouldn't have happened against North Dakota. And they were they were doing to us on Saturday what we've seen a million other far better opponents do to us in the past, which does give me uh, just I'm concerned for when we start playing more worthy opponents. Yeah, there was there's so I've tried to spend less time on Twitter during the game, and I think I was fairly successful through the first half, although you wouldn't know it because uh, apparently my wife and I were on 
on Big Ten Network or wherever it was broadcast for a few seconds right after North Dakota scored, and I was looking at my phone. You're at your phone. Nice. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I try to spend less time on there. But there's been all kinds of chatter and speculation about if Frost like seized play calling during mm. the second half or if there's some sort of, I don't know. I think I think that stuff's a little overblown. And also, I don't know that if it's what what good does it do us to no sow seeds of distrust You're right among ourselves? And you know that crap gets back to the staff. And Frost was asked in the press conference, you know, if if he called plays, and he said he's never going to comment on that kind of stuff. Which <laughs> some people thought that was dismissive or maybe the wrong thing to say. But I, you know, if you never open, it's like pleading the fifth. Like once you. If you're pleading the fifth, you all have to plead the fifth on everything. Um, and if you start answering questions here and there, it's like, and then you choose not to, it's like you just answered it. You right, know? right. So I think... The like canary in the coal mine kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think just yeah. saying, like, saying evasive on that all the time is a good policy. Sure, sure. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's from... I'm sure Trev is helping with that kind of stuff. And I didn't hear, and I haven't gone back to look at anything... But I uh, kind of through the grapevine, I heard apparently Scott Frost said some pretty negative things about the offense at halftime or something. I don't know. I, have I to just go back and watch. I the just broadcast. know he said that it was bad. Oh, okay, and because it was, well, it was, yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the the specific phrase I heard was he he threw the offense under the bus. So I'm just kind of like that seems a little inflammatory. I'd have to go see what he actually said. I think he just said it looked real bad, yeah. and so I mean. Is, is, is it throwing someone under the bus if it's objectively true? I don't... Yeah, yeah. if somebody crawls under a bus and then you point at them and say, you're under a bus, did you throw them there? <laughs> right, no. <laughs> that's the stupid analogy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's like, you know, dollar store philosopher right there. That should be your new Twitter handle. Is your glass green that you're drinking out of? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you earlier. I was saying, I got milk here and Oh, I must yeah, have missed that yeah. comment. Yeah, it's like invisible when you're... You can't see it because... Uh, holding it up. What's in your hand? Anyway. Anyway. This is an audio podcast. People don't know what we're talking about, and I'm not editing that. <laughs> I tried to be descriptive enough in my comment that you could figure sure. it out. Sure. You're good. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, what would you think of the onside kick? I don't think it was an onside kick. I think it was a squib kick. Yeah. And it... It bounced off the guy who happened to be right in front of him. I don't know. I kind of doubt that was his goal, but if it wasn't, I mean, they had the penalty, so it backed it up. Yeah. So they only lost like five yards of field position, and so I, I don't think it was an onside kick, although it kind of could have been one. Oh, the way the uh, the stadium reacted, uh, people were not pleased with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was an onside. But people were booing that. So did you? Th- you thought it was? Uh, well, I mean, I, it, it's splitting hairs as to whether it was a squib or an onside kick or whatever. But I, I was okay with it. I was a hundred percent okay with it. Like oh, okay. th- that was a time when it makes sense to try something like that. You've already got them backed up, so if things don't go well, it's not as risky as if you did it on a normal kickoff. So, right. I, you know, I laughed when it even happened. But honest to goodness, I actually kind of respect Frost for doing it because what that tells me is he did not he's not going to let all the naysayers get in his head. If he decides that that is the thing strategically that they need to do, the fact that they even tried it 
yesterday tells me that he's kind of like got an attitude of like, no, I'm not going to let whether or not people are going to boo for me uh, or boo at me dictate whether or not I do the thing that I think is best, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so I actually have a little respect for him sticking to his guns and doing it, even though it whatever it was. Yeah. It resulted in everybody booing at him because speaking of booing, uh, the, I thought that the last sequence, the sequence at the end of the first half that ended with mm-hmm. uh, North Dakota scoring a touchdown and then us getting the ball back and taking a knee, that was all really poorly handled as far as him calling, Scott calling timeouts. Yeah. I think it was under a minute and he kept calling those timeouts. And then I'm not sure that that fourth down, uh, it was either the third down or the fourth down was not, it must have been the fourth down. I, I don't think they got it, but they didn't mm-hmm. have any, we didn't have any timeouts left to challenge it. And then they had all this time to work with and their timeouts because we thought we were going to get the ball back and go down the field in 30 seconds. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's an example of Scott overthinking. And I think we can all agree. He has a tendency to overthink some stuff. Yep. Yeah. I, I understood more when people booed at the taking the near, cause it's like, then why did you take those timeouts? Yeah. yeah. It could have made it a more pressing situation for them to try and score. But instead, we made it comfortable for them to get into the end zone. <laughs> right. I, I did rewatch parts of the game, and and they thought, and I think others that have written about this have thought the fans were just booing the team. But I think mm, you're right. No, I think they were booing they were the, the decision to take the knee. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you did all that. You gave them a touchdown, then take a shot. You've got 10 seconds left, and you might have had everything worked out as you had hoped. But A.J. Allen and Anthony Grant, especially Anthony Grant, those mm-hmm. dudes are the real deal. I, yeah. I mean, we've got a bad offensive line or, you know, maybe average <laughs> offensive line. And Anthony Grant is still having success because he makes guys miss. Yeah. Uh, he's super shifty. Like He's really shifty. But also when you look at his his bio, his, his photo, he mm-hmm. has like no neck. It's just like straight <laughs> into the shoulders. He kind of, his picture, I don't know if you remember this, what he looks like. He look, looks, reminds me of Calvin Jones. Just okay. like a solid, sure. muscly, strong, quick dude. That's what you want. I'm excited about this. What an addition. And then AJ Allen coming in to kind of be the, the yin to with, his yang. Yeah. yeah, with some fresh legs. That's exciting. Yeah. Any other players that you're excited about after yesterday? <laughs> Honestly, it's it's those two. Allen and Grant are the are the two that stuck out to me. Um, you know, I, and again, I I think Thompson's doing just fine. He uh it was nice to see him run the ball in a meaningful uh-huh. way on yeah. Saturday. I think that that's, if nothing else, that's something that our opponents are, are now looking at that and saying, okay, well, we need to be careful with him. Yeah, he'll do might it. Give some more opportunities for us in the passing game, you know, because don't assume that he's not ever going to run because he might. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll keep it every once in a while. He'll surprise yeah. you. Yeah. I thought that the play, oh gosh, I think it was, I think it was in the third quarter third and long and we're backed up almost in our maybe our five or our six and mm, uh yep i know what you're talking about throws up the ball and i think was it trey palmer went up or was it marcus washington went up and grabbed it i want to say palmer but i could be i think wrong. that was the play of the game in my mind mm, mm-hmm. because it was yeah so it's either 17 17 or maybe 17 24 at that time it's th- things were going back and forth and if and we, that, that saved the drive. Yeah, exactly. Sorry if, not to cut you off. Yeah, but. no, if that ball gets dropped, I mean, we, we're punting from the end zone, mm-hmm. I think into the wind, if I'm remembering correctly. 
So they're going to have great field position, and we hadn't shown that we could stop anybody yeah. all day. And uh, and we did start to stop them after that, uh, but and I think it's partially because we had started to pull ahead, so they felt like they had to get maybe a little bit riskier with their play call. So anyway, I think I think that's the play of the game. And it wasn't the prettiest ball, but uh, Palmer or Washington, whoever it was, they went up and got it mm-hmm. and yanked it down. It was a beautiful thing. Yep. I, I do feel like what do you th- I, I do feel like the wide receivers are looking pretty sharp. Sure, yeah. I feel like I feel like we haven't seen guys go get balls like that. Right, right. <laughs> this is there the last several years there's been a lot of like we we just haven't seen we haven't seen anything from the the passing game in general. It's and, been a lot of like, oh man, they're trying another screen, the same screen that didn't work the last five times on the last five drives but sorry <laughs> right no it does feel it does feel like we're starting to see that growth yep and uh so hopefully mickey joseph is is having an impact yeah yeah and it's it's interesting because who who thought that we would be more comfortable with the offense than the defense going in i know season? it's such it's just the surprise of the year i was listening to the World Herald guys, their podcast, and Sam was like, he was beating him. I don't beating himself up might be too strong, but he's saying we we should have we should have thought more about the loss of JoJo Doman mm. and all these longtime starters, De- Deontay Williams, guys who started in the backfield for years. Like we lost a ton of an ama- amazing talent on defense, and we should have probably been more mo- more focused on that than thinking well. You know they've really plugged in a lot of new guys, and we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's probably right. We probably should have. Uh, but it's a long season, so I do think we feel. I think we can figure it out. I think we're going to grow. I think we're going to get better, and we've got one more kind of like get right game where we can mm-hmm. the defense can can figure it out. Yeah. So speaking of, do you want to talk about that get right game? Um. Yeah. Yeah. What is there to say? <laughs> Well, they're they're called Georgia Southern Eagles, not quite as cool as Hawks. Um, also, they are from Southern Georgia, I believe. You think Georgia, Georgia Southern's from Southern Georgia? That is my impression. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, I did it an see educated guess. <laughs> I did see today um, that I think the as of Sunday night, uh, people are expecting us to win by 22 points, I believe. So is this an FCS team as well? Um, let me take a peek here. Georgia Southern Eagles Sunbelt. Oh, okay. So this is an FBS team. Yeah. And they are first in the Sunbelt. They defeated Morgan State yesterday, 59 to 7. A lot to a little. All right. And uh, let's take a peek here. Their uh, game leaders, their quarterback, Kyle Vantrese, was 29 for 46. Throwing, I mean, they're a, they're a passing team, but I guess if you're scoring 59 points in a game, you got to get that somehow. Uh you know, 29 for 29 and 46 for 360 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Um, and then their leading rusher was, uh, OJ Arnold only had 45 yards. So either they're spreading it out or they really were just, uh, throwing the ball around a bunch. Um, 
And uh, they had uh, their highest receiver was Sam Kennerson, who uh, caught seven passes for 99 yards. And it's funny, if you look at the win probability, it's like pretty much a straight line at the 100% uh, probability throughout that whole game. So looks like they got out early and stayed out er in front of them the whole game. So I'm looking at the same thing that you're looking at, and Georgia mm-hmm. Southern is abbreviated as GA for Georgia and SO for Southern. So it looks like it says Gasso. Yep. So should we just call him Gasso from here on out? Yes. Speaking of Gasso, I waited till halftime to get food for Mandy and me. She wanted. She always likes to have pizza. I like to have Veronica. Okay. And went down and to to find some from a kid, you know, selling them with mm-hmm. the coolers and whatnot. Couldn't find one. I literally walked all the way around the stadium because I didn't want to wait in a line. Sure. <laughs> but I walked all the way around the stadium, didn't see one. Now it's the third quarter. I finally got in a line by gate 24. Uh, there was a huge it, a huge line earlier. It had shrunk at, at this point, and I went up, and it didn't look like they had them. Mm. And I said, do you have any uh, Do you have any pizza or runzas? And the kid behind the counter was like, uh, no, nothing but Gleezy's. And I said, "What?" He's like, "We only have Gleezies." And I said, "Hot dogs?" He's the like, heck "Uh, is that he's Gleezy." He said, "He said that's what the kids call him now." No, no, and I thought, that's dumb. I thought, "Are you just trying to be funny or what?" And he's, but he's like, "Yeah, they're Gleezies." And I said, "Okay, well, cool. I'll, uh, I'll just, I won't get one." When and I so- Google, when I Google it, I'm typing G L E A S Y. Man, this is probably like old man time on the uh on the podcast there's probably like some gen z kid listening to this there's like idiots it's not spelled. i don't think there's any gen z kids listening to this yeah it's possible um but uh Millennials, searching for it, boomers yeah searching for it uh it tries to auto correct it to easy hot dog and uh the top result is 768 greasy hot dog stock photos um so maybe let me try it with a z so so anyway i was like well Oh, okay. Glizzy. Oh, maybe he said glizzy. G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. A glizzy is a hot dog. It was originally a slang term for gun in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Um, But according to Hip Hop DX, it became a nickname for hot dogs because the length of the barbecue staple is similar to the extended clip of a gun. Okay. So I guess like a package of hot dogs looks like a like a clip. <laughs> no, I think an individual hot dog is like as long as a clip is what he's saying. Okay. So I, anyway, to start to re, uh, restart my story, I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't think we wanted hot dogs. So I just went back to my seat and then I was like, sorry, honey, they didn't have any. And she's like, you didn't get a hot dog? I was like, I didn't. I didn't think you wanted a hot dog. <laughs> okay, hold on, she's my like, friend. Well, I'm hungry. I'm getting to the bottom of this. I'm on know your meme now. Uh, Glizzy is a slang term for hot dog. In June of 2020, some online uh, applied the term to images of people eating hot dogs, referring to them as Glizzy gladiators. <laughs> if the pi- if the picture subject can fit a large section of the hot dog in their mouth, origins of the term is unknown and has existed in various regions around the U.S. So, um, yeah, it's like fetch. Don't try exact, to make fetch That happen. is exactly what I said to the people around me after I told them this story. I said, do you guys remember Mean Girls when the guy, when the one gal wanted to have fetch? Was it fetch or fletch? It was fetch, it was few fetch. words. Fletch is Chevy And Chase. Regina, 
uh, was like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. That's so funny. This is why we're friends and do a podcast together. So then uh... <laughs> I said, well, next time we score, I'll go get, I'll go get you a hot dog. And so then uh, I don't know how much longer after we scored. So everybody stood. So I ran out, ran down and went back to that same kid. And I was like, okay, I'll have a hot dog. He's like, oh, we don't have any. What? I was like, what? And then I like looked to the far end. I went over to the other end. They were literally like rolling and packaging and putting them in <laughs> hot dogs. And I said, I want two hot dogs. Give him my money. I went over. And I was like, you've got the hot dogs or glizzies or whatever. He's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I have a vendor story from yesterday. I bought a bottled water and the kid didn't give me change. <gasps> and But it was like he was dealing with like 10 people at once and I decided ah, it's not worth it. But you decided to tip him? Yeah, he, he. Well, I hope he got to keep that dollar. That's the only thing. Like, I bet that just kind of goes to the, the slush fund well, or whatever. But well, no, he probably has to. He probably documents how many he took out. Yeah, and then however many he brought back. You know, if he brought zero back, that means he sold you know X amount True. of dollars. Do worth, people so that's how tip m- vendors like that at the football games? On accident, sounds like. Yeah, I guess I did. Um, but anyway, I do think it's pretty clever that uh, at this point, a Runza costs $6 and a bottle of soda costs 4 So uh, how it's convenient. almost like they're in cahoots. <laughs> yeah, $6. I didn't, I didn't buy one. $6 for a Runza is how much it costs these days. I mean, that's almost a, a, a Runza value meal. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just wait till I'm on my way home. That's a Although, lot. Although, I haven't been to Runza in a while. I wouldn't be surprised if a Runza value meal costs like 10 bucks now, but... <laughs> This Thanks episode inflation. not brought to you by Runza. <laughs> we still love you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not blaming Runza. I'm just saying like everybody's had to raise their prices. Hate the player, not the game. Yeah, you go to go to any fast food place anymore. It's like hate the game, not the what player. happened to the dollar menu. I want a. Oh, that. I want a dollar. I want something for a dollar. Here's a French fry. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, last week. Uh, our eyes in the sky on long snappers sent us mm. the skinny, and I had two different reminders to myself, and I missed them all until oh, no. after my file had uploaded and we were done. And then I had the, I left the reminder on my phone all week, and so I would like to point out that Cameron Piper was doing the long snapping duties for field goals, and Brady Weiss was doing long snapping for punting, and. So I thought all the long snapping looked good. I did see. Did you? So how much of the Iowa game did you watch? I have. I haven't seen any of it. I saw like half of like a clip of a clip. <laughs> Their punter had something like 450 yards, which was, I think, 193 yards more than South Dakota State and Iowa's offenses combined. Oh wow! And I also saw a play where the punter like boomed it to the one yard line and the long snapper made it. Nice. So, I mean, you're not supposed to be touching those guys, especially like right after the snap. I'm not sure what the rule is. We need to get more long snappers on the show. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if you can, I, I don't know if you have to let them go or if you can be in front of them exactly, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, you can't be on top of them right after the snap because they're defenseless. Right. Right. So it's interesting that this is being brought up because yesterday, again, I was talking to Cody and turns out his son <laughs> Is playing JV football this year. He is indeed a long snapper, and he told me that at their last game he got a tackle after a uh, punt. Nice. So yeah, so that's great. Shout out to JC if he's listening. Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, game day ensemble. Uh, I wore a Super Mario Brothers shirt. 
Black it's shirt, been, no less. It's been, well, I've, I've always worn black shirts to Memorial Stadium. I oh, know, right. I know. It's the sea of red. You and I have had this discussion before, but it's the black shirts. I like wearing a black shirt with the big, you know, skull and crossbones on it or something. But uh, it's been four years since I've gone to a Husker game, and it occurred to me just on Saturday morning. I was like, I don't think I have any Husker. I don't have any Husker gear right now. Like, I, it's just, you know. Shirts get worn out and you you stop wearing them or whatever. Like I I got Husker hoodies, but I'm not gonna wear a hoodie when oh, it's yeah. you know 80 degrees outside. So I'm not that hipster. So <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I just uh, I put on something that would be comfortable. <laughs> that cracked me up. Yeah. Did you tweet that picture that you took? No. Do you want me to? I mean, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I mean. I, I mean, you don't have to do it right now. I can but. text it. I was going to text it to you, and I guess I forgot to. Sure. You can you can send it to me, and then if I think it doesn't look too embarrassing, I'll put it on. Anyway, um, Georgia Southern, though, I just do want to point out, since I've been bringing this up the last uh, couple you know, years now at this point, uh, FPI has got us at an 84.2% chance of victory against Georgia Southern. So uh, maybe a tougher battle than we saw yesterday against North Dakota. So I do um, want to point out that I mm-hmm. tweeted right before the game that I thought it might be a close game and people. I mean, you could have tweeted that any time over the last several years. And, and yeah, yeah, I just, but I just think for these we, opening games. Yeah, we all just get really confident for yep everything. Yeah, I think it's hope that we then like read as confident. <laughs> so you're saying it's denial then? <laughs> No, I think there's a there's a difference between hope and lying to yourself. And I think we've kind of done a mix of that the last couple of years. Yeah, I really don't want to lie <laughs> to people. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think we've lied to people over the past 5 have. years, but I do think I think I've lied to myself. Yeah, I think we've like dug extra deep for reasons to hope. Mhm. When I don't know. Maybe maybe I mean last year we had a four, fourth year starting quarterback who set all these records and a six-year seniors. I mean, I think we had reasons. I think we had legit reasons to be really hopeful last year. Yeah. And we were, you know, so close over and over and over. So I don't, yeah, that's, that's such a weird thing to look at is like on paper. I mean, so far last year's team's better than this year. Right. Um, I, Hmm. I mean, I guess that's, that's my opinion. At least I feel like Last year, I mean, pe- people always say it, and it's become a joke, and everybody said it a thousand times. Best three and nine win team, but like, there is actually like statistics to back that up. <laughs> like, we had a good team that just had everything go wrong for them last year. So, so yeah, uh, Georgia Southern, they'll, they'll probably put up a fight, but do I think that we'll win ultimately? Of course, I do. What uh, are we gonna do it? Adrian Martinez tracker on this show? Uh, I mean, we don't we don't have to check in every week. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch any footage from his game yesterday just because I went to our game, so I didn't really watch much football other than, you know, highlights and stuff. So, um, looks like they're off to a good start in Kansas, so congratulations to the Kansas State Wildcats for their first win of the year. I saw, so Jimmy Downs from the World Herald was down there for the game. Okay. And uh, just was reading his article, and he talked to Cade Warner and a few other people, and Cade's point was, like, yeah, Adrian didn't have 
amazing stats. They were pretty pedestrian. Like he was like five of nine or something or, or 89 yards and a touch ran for a touchdown. I mean, barely did anything, mm-hmm. but that's kind of like part of the appeal for him being there is because he didn't need to do anything. Right. Right. He had, uh, an explosive running back. He had some, they block, I think they blocked a punt for a touchdown. And, and so Cade Warner's what was like, he doesn't have to be perfect and he doesn't have to account for 400 yards himself in order for this team to win. It's like, wow. And it's so funny. Like I, if you don't respect Adrian, even after as political, like, you know, politically moderate, uh, neutral as he tried to be respectful of both teams. Yeah. You're just missing out. I mean, he's an amazing guy. If you are rooting for him to fail because he made one or two comments after literally sacrificing his, sacrificing his body for you for four years, right? Like you got major issues, dude. You got to root for this kid to be, you can hate Kansas state. That's fine. But if you're not rooting for Adrian over a couple quotes, get a life. Right. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just I hope he continues to do really well. And I, I hope I hope Kansas State has an amazing season. And and if he does, if they do have an amazing season, um, whether he has amazing stats or even if he continues to have pedestrian stats and they have an amazing season, that's an indictment on Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so that if it makes you mad, like that's just it's just a reality check. Yeah. So yep. tr- the truth hurts sometimes. And the other, there was a really inaccurate quote in that article because uh, I think Jimmy talked to uh, Adrian's dad and Adrian's dad was like, yeah, you know, there's like 10 or 12 or 15 Nebraska podcasts and you have to like go hunting for a K-State podcast. And it's like, no, there's way more than that. <laughs> That's like at least double that. <laughs> there's way more than 10 Husker podcasts. Remember when we started this thing? I do. One of the reasons was there aren't a lot of these. <laughs> uh, at the time, there weren't. Yeah. Go back and look, folks. Seven, or at this point, eight years ago, uh, yeah, there were not a lot of Husker podcasts. And the reason we started this uh, in many ways is because I missed the Husker Locker podcast and the Huskers Game Day podcast. But... Uh, you know, it is what it is. We never had to buy any followers on Twitter. Um, Did it the old-fashioned way. I'll, I'll let people make their own conclusions as to who I am talking about when I say that, uh, but I'm not naming any names. Oh, I did, uh, before we log off, I did have a really cool, another really cool opportunity, which was to go to the volleyball game last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looked like, uh, so I went and got some, some chicken after the game, and they had the game on it looked like it was a good game to go have fun at <laughs> yeah well so it was a sweep but uh and the first set was i think like 25 to 13 but the second right. set was 23 to 25 oh okay and i don't I remember saw the, the first set yeah so i don't I remember the like, final oh, okay. score of the third set but uh Ole miss did have the lead for a little bit mm-hmm. um but i i took my so i've only been to one other volleyball game ever in my life nebraska volleyball game and it was when we were still in the coliseum and Nebraska actually played against UCLA in the Devaney Center mm. when it was a basketball arena. And Lauren Cook was on UCLA's team. Uh, so that was the only one I'd been to. And then, of course, my kids had never been. So I took the older two kids. Um, and it was really fun. We had a really great time. Uh, I was asking for advice of other friends who have gone to games. Like, what do you do? Like, what do I need to know? What, what do What do I need to be prepared for? And one friend, I thought you'd appreciate this. He's like, it's kind of like going to a different church. Like... They kind of do things a little different, and you don't know what's going on all the time. But, you know, just ask around, and, you know, you'll have fun. 
and uh, yeah, there's chants and cheers they do at different times, and you know, a lot of there's a lot of people that that go to those games very consistently. That's a sure very difficult ticket to get as compared to football teams. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I mean, there's probably people who they've put their line in the sand. They they are fans of Nebraska volleyball, and they could care less about the other sports. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to back a winner. Yeah, right. That's Husker volleyball. It's been easier to do for Husker volleyball. It's that's that's for sure over the last decade plus. So uh, you're gonna go see Gasso and get a glizzy? No, I I won't be in person for that one. I've got a I have a leadership retreat type thing at my church in the morning on Saturday, but thankfully it does get out in enough time for me to be able to watch the game comfortably. From isn't it a night game? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm saying is I'll, I'll I'll be done in plenty of time to be able to go home, gotcha, hang out, gotcha, and watch gotcha. the game. Yep. Over under is fifty nine and a half. Spreads twenty one and a half. So yeah, they're looking for expecting a a high scoring blowout. I'll take it. So that's what like a forty to twenty type game there. Yep. Nineteen to forty one. I was just trying to think of a joke using the term blowout, but I couldn't think of anything that would be appropriate. Um, well, you know, our listeners, thank you. I thank you. Uh, anyway, there have been some times after eating some dollar menu items I've had a blowout. <laughs> blowout of your wallet, because you kept buying dollar item menus. Right, that's what I was talking about. Anyway. Hey, I'm, tw- I'm 25% of the way through Monkey Island 1 with my kids. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're having I- a good time. I'm thinking about playing through it tomorrow, actually, so... It's been quite a while. It's probably been no. There's some there's some jokes there. Like every once in a while, I'll put like if I'm like working on a wedding or something, I'll put on on the my extra monitor, just put on somebody playing it on Twitch or whatever. And every once in a while, there's like dialogue options that I never picked before, and I'm like, hmm. that was funny. You know, it's yeah. just even now, thirty years after the game came out, there are still things where it's like if you play it again, there's there is replay value in those games unless you exhaust every single dialogue option on your first time through the game, which who does that? Right. Probably me in two weeks when Return <laughs> of the Monkey Island comes out, but... Alright, Mike. I say we call this one good. Sounds good, man. All thanks, right. for, uh, thanks for the chat. Thank you uh, dear listeners for uh, checking us out. In fact, I do want to point this out. I noticed we had a new review. What? On, uh, on the old podcast app on apple Podcasts. so let me look that up real quick i have a shout out to our look those up for a long time yeah i was uh checking into something um our logo has not updated on itunes yet for some reason i was trying to figure out why not um but uh yeah let me see here there it is i want to see it in the store though i don't want to see it as i found it you want me to read it yeah go ahead go for it yeah uh, it's from user Monkeys in My Head. Hey, speaking of Monkey Island. Subject line, pleasantly surprised. I was pleased to see y'all came back and started recording again. I have been listening to y'all for about five years now. Y'all hadn't come up to listen since the spring game recap. I look forward to listening to what y'all have to say through this season. I appreciate your hard work and effort. As always, go Big Red. Well, that's awesome. Nice. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Monkeys in your head. That's, that's nice. I feel like uh, since... We were so close to maybe cutting it off. Uh, now that we are doing it again and people are saying, hey, appreciate you, it actually is like, oh, that's really nice. It, Thank you for saying so. It actually is, yeah. Because it, like, it's one of those things where like sometimes, you know, th- the nature of doing anything online 
we don't have an audience in front of us, so sometimes we forget that there is an audience. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, there's the people that we interact with on Twitter, but sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't think these people even listen to our podcast. They're just people we talk to online. So, um, if you are listening, uh, whether it's been for one episode or five years, you know, we appreciate you and uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us. Those of you who've been around, so means a lot. Okay, Mike, go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.